0: Chicago residents this is your boy Khalif Adams this year 2019 at E3 we're doing something very very different we're doing a collab thing with our friends over at the Wardcast bringing you some of the best and most exclusive content on the web we have some fantastic interviews and some fantastic conversations for you make sure you're checking out our show make sure you're checking out their feed over at the Wardcast on all podcast platforms and make sure you do it right about now
1: everyone, welcome to the Spawn on Me Wordcast Collab Couch. I'm Dylan Alvento. Kali Fadams here. And we have an awesome group of guests today, starting from the far left. We have Anya Combs from Kickstarter. Hi. And then Adriel Wallach of uh, uh, Train Jam Fane. Yeah, that's me. And then Jared Huntley of, what was your studio name again? <laughs> Polytundra. Tundra. Hello. How you doing? Good. <laughs> um, so, E3, we're in it.
2: We sure are. Are,
1: are. are we? We are. We're are we here? Actually, are yeah. we here? Well, I mean, that's what it says on the back. Oh. It's
2: just a green screen. We're just putting whatever we want yeah. back there. Yeah, We're exactly. in the ocean. Can We're change. in the mountains. We're in Nebraska.
0: We're floating.
3: Those Whoa. famous Nebraska That's all, all going
0: to be put in in post. <laughs> so
1: what's what everyone doing at the show? Jared, we'll start with you. What are you, what are you up to? Um,
4: I am looking for uh, more work to help uh, developers bring their game to Nintendo Switch. Oh, I just, awesome. Uh, Finished wrapping up a project, um, helping port a game called Quench. Uh, so I'm looking to do more of that.
1: Okay, nice. All right. All right. So like, you kind of know the landscape of going through their process of, of lot check and the like. Yep. And so you're trying to find studios interested in doing that. Yep. Cool. Exactly. What is that like? Um, uh,
4: it's. It's, there's just a lot of things that you don't think about, a lot of different considerations, um, but it's a lot of fun, and you know, having the finished product on you know, a console is just super rewarding, especially like I grew up with Nintendo consoles as a kid, so like 12-year-old me, it's just like exploding somewhere in the multiverse.
0: Sure. <laughs> is, is that a thing that when folks are kind of going through the process of making their game, they're like, I want it here, I want it here, and I definitely want it on Switch?
4: Yeah, no, yeah. Switches, you know, a lot of, um, you know, uh, companies are interested in bringing their games to Switch and um, kind of making that part of their plan.
0: Yeah. That's awesome.
4: awesome.
1: Uh, Adriel. Yes. You're here.
3: I am. Reppin'
1: Train Jam? Whoop whoop. whoop uh, or re- Choo Choo. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I should really get off the whoop whoop train and get on the choo choo Can you choo whoop? Choo whoop? Choo whoop? Choo whoop? Choo whoop? It doesn't feel good. I don't, I don't- I don't think I'm ever gonna do those noises again. It's like a
0: sneeze, but it's like an inhale.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that really bad kind of sneeze where it wasn't satisfying. It just sort of. happened. Oh
1: yeah. yes, okay, yeah, work. One of
0: those
1: work. It's all
3: inhale, no exhale. Oh,
1: oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, but yeah, train jam.
1: Train jam. <laughs> um, what does that look like at E3? What are you What are you doing? For
3: that. E3 is one of those weird events because I'm here mostly to have meetings about Train Jam even though it has nothing to do with E3 but there's so many people that are here that uh, I need to town. talk to right. about sponsorships for next year sort of like keeping the ball rolling on people wanting to be involved with Train Jam press all that kind of stuff it's so, it's so it's less of a like schmoozing for games And development stuff or any of my contracts and more for like keeping up the
1: contacts with all that and just making sure that
3: people remember I exist and I rent a train every year. Yeah, making sure the train (laughs) a car doesn't shut off for
1: some reason and it gets cold and so one of the hosts on the show has to sleep on the cold car floor, you know. Oh wow. We had one
3: of our one of our train cars this year lost power. And so it was very cold.
1: Did it it sound
0: like Sherwoop when it happened?
3: Probably. You were
1: there. I wasn't there. it, it sounded like okay I'm gonna go to bed and then me waking up two hours later is like I literally like can't think it's so cold (laughs) well because the
3: train goes through you know the Rocky Mountains and the Sierra Nevada like all these really cold places and not only so because the power was out in that entire train car the doors can't shut because then if they're shut they can't open so you get all the outside air Coming yeah. in, and it's very cold.
1: I think we're painting a bad, pressure, uh, bad picture of Train Jam.
3: Train Jam, aside from that one snafu this year, is generally incredible. Yes, and it's, to it's be a fair, time. even though that car had no power because the doors were open, it smelled the best oh, out of every it was airing, single car. it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was that's a true. very good smelling car. Yeah.
1: I remember. Uh, I fell asleep. So, so like we turned the back like observation car into like a, a makeshift like cots for everyone. Yeah,
3: everybody got to sleep in the back observation car. And I fell
1: asleep. Uh, on my back right next to like one of the heat vents and it was just so incredibly warm and great and I remember falling asleep and then waking up and the observation cars kind of have like windows that like curve around the entire side sure I remember looking up at the Rocky Mountains like we were like oh, going through. Like, that's oh that's dope here we are. Yep. That's cool. That's it's it's a
3: beautiful train ride. Like it starts it. in Chicago. It goes down to Denver, up through the Rockies, over Sierra Nevada, up through Donner Pass, and then down through like Sacramento and everything. So it's just like all the scenery you could yeah. ever want.
1: All the biomes.
3: All the biomes. Every biome America has to offer.
2: We've got it. It's true.
1: It's true. <laughs> Anya.
2: Hi.
1: Kickstarter. Yeah. How's it going?
2: It's still there. Yeah?
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> After all this time.
2: After all this time. 10 years we're still alive and kicking 10 years Since 10 years really wow year nice congrats <laughs> yeah. that's awesome also- You had a big birthday party it was super fun so
1: what yeah. are you doing at the show for it
2: that's a good question um so uh i am the only kickstarter person here so my job is very big and vast at e3 uh-huh. uh so i am one of the games outreach people my job is to look for people who are interested in running games projects on Kickstarter. So I'm here to just kind of take a couple meetings, just kind of see what's going on. Um, there's not a huge indie presence, which is okay, but typically what ends up happening is a lot of the games, the big AAA games that come out, right. indies will tend to follow follow yeah. suit a little bit. So it's a lot of meetings, it's a lot of talking, I'm tired a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to replenish my Froyo as much as possible. Oh, Froyo.
1: <laughs> there, there's zero board game presence here, right? Because normally when uh, you go to PAX, no, actually, you... there's a
2: couple board games here oh. at the Indie uh, the Indiecade booth oh okay yeah all right so other than, other than that this is a exclusively video game. all digital yeah. yeah all digital all digital yeah. all the time um,
1: how many how many like content like how many people so like you're just running through like you know people that are interested in, in running Kickstarters people that are like already in the process of mm-hmm. running and just like checking in like is there anything like what how do meetings go beyond that? Like, are there other, like, industry people you have to talk to for X, Y, or Z reason?
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll talk to publishers. Sometimes you try to work out... I'll work out small deals with publishers of, like, here, you guys should talk to... or. Sorry, you folks. I'm trying to remove you guys from my vernacular because Woo-hoo! it's not same. Very inclusive. Yep. Same. Yep. Same. Yeah. It's really challenging. Uh, and as a native Californian, even though I live in New York City, I'm saying y'all, and it feels a little weird. But I'm. I'm, I'm like with you.
0: I'm a I'm yaller thing. as well yeah. from New York.
2: Y'all yeah. is a good one. Like, y'all like I, y'all
0: good. I
3: embraced yeah. the y'all life a couple years ago, and you yeah. are yeah. like safe. Y'all what are y'all doing? Yeah.
4: Yeah. I, I I use really yeah. I use use. Use. Oh, yeah. I think I picked it up from my my grandma, but
2: yeah. Just never say yins.
4: Yeah, no, 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 can't do that.
2: Shout
3: out to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. (laughs) I'm I'm from central Pennsylvania. We've got usins
2: and yins and uses. Uh, It's it's a whole thing. It's unreasonable. Uh, It's bad. Talking to publishers. Yeah. uh, Talking to conference organizers, too. Like, I, I like talking to conference organizers just to see kind of how Kickstarter can possibly be involved. We don't really like doing things like sponsorships because it doesn't really make a lot of sure. sense for us necessarily. Except for Train Jam. It will because, well, which But is our amazing. deal with Train Jam was we're going to give you X amount of money provided that you can bring maybe like a, a marginalized creator who otherwise would not be able to. Right. Protect.
0: Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So
2: that's, yeah. So that's kind of, so like if we're going to give money to somebody, to any organization or conference organizer or anything like that, we need to know it's going towards something rather than just like, you know, balancing budgets and things like that, which is fine and you need to do that, but it's really important for us as a, as a company, as Kickstarter, our big mission is to really kind of like be as in tune with it as possible.
1: Right.
0: I'm, I'm curious about how the kind of um, landscape looks at this point when it comes to crowdfunding or at least getting that kind of money from your community yeah. on your platform. I know everyone has kind of been talking about shouting out their SoundCloud everywhere they go and putting up stuff on their Patreon and things like that, but it feels like Kickstarter in that same space is what you know kind of ushered a lot of this in. Mm-hmm. How is the ecosystem kind of looking towards games now in that way and does it feel like it's having to change any of the stuff that it has to do to kind of stay in that relevant space?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, the thing to keep in mind is Kickstarter is 10 years old. Yeah. So as we as humans age, Kickstarter as a platform is going to age a little bit more. So there's a little bit more maturity involved. There's a little bit more nuance involved. Sure. So the days of just putting like, you know, a a very simplistic GDD, a game design document of maybe like a paragraph up there, uh, those days are gone. Um, You need to have something that's like a little bit more... uh, Beefy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and there needs to be a little bit more content associated with it. Uh, you need to have, you need to be. Probably fifty to seventy percent of the way done.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Wow.
2: Yes, you definitely need to kind of come prepared. Yeah. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's actually a good thing because it means that you've done the work ahead of time. So it means that you're very serious about what you're doing. So the content that you're putting out, that you're saying, "Hey, I need the last fifty to you know thirty to fifty percent of my funding because I'm really serious about this." Is like it's good. It's good for the community. Um, But also, like, I mean, yes, the days of these like million to two million dollar projects are rare these days sure but the thing that i don't think gets discussed enough that i always get a little frustrated with is there's so many amazing indie games that have come to kickstarter that have launched right like wonder song for example greg Logmans oh yeah. yep, was yep. a kickstarter project um, that dragon cancer was a kickstarter project yep. hyperlight drifter was was a kickstarter project super hot super hot wouldn't be where it is today without kickstarter you know super hot vr which is just like taken over things like that um, and then even games that I've funded recently, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna mispronounce this and I'm going to be very upset with myself. I think it's pronounced Tunche, T-U-N-C-H-E. It just recently funded, um, and it's doing extremely well. Knights and Bikes was a Kickstarter project that right. everybody's familiar with. Like, I I could see you and in like rattle them off, yeah. but we as Kickstarter like we don't necessarily require or need sort of that like recognition of like well you wouldn't be here without us like that's not true right but it also means that we don't get the recognition.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it's like it's this integral part of how that thing gets made, yeah. but it's also just like you know you you guys are the you, y'all's. Y'all no, are helping out in such a fundamental way mm. that it's like that part of the story doesn't really get written into the credits, right? It's yeah. like hardly yeah. ever done that way. Right? It hardly ever is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Adriel, I'm curious about Train Jam now being in what year at this point?
3: Uh, we just did our sixth Train Jam. Sixth so I'm, I'm just now planning the seventh Train Jam. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And I mean, it's universally loved from everyone who I've ever heard who has been on
1: one. Yay. Raise your hand if you've been on a train jam.
2: Next year. I'll do it next That's year. Awesome. Next I, have to year. Learn too. I
1: have to learn how to make a game. Um,
2: you I'm gonna be i am I'm gonna be uh, an advisor, I
3: think. Yeah, so yeah. we we actually started a couple years ago a mentorship program on really? the train. Um, and it's but it's sort of hand in hand with we've been running a student ambassador program where yes. we work with universities and, and get students of a whole bunch of different sort of areas to come on the train. And then just through that of having the students and having so many, you know, more established professionals on the train, we started a mentorship program. Oh, nice. Where pretty much all day and all night throughout the train ride, people will be available in the mentorship area to just talk about anything from like specific, you know, how to program a thing or how to math a thing or how to art and thing to how to... Game develop, sure. you know, so like we had the Saltzman's on there talking about how to how to have publisher relationships. You know, we had Valve representatives there of how to publish on Steam, and it's just like anybody who wants to talk about anything of any experience in the in the games industry can yeah. come on that and be a mentor and just sort of like be there and be available as a resource for people. Did that Did
0: that come about from feedback from folks who had been before or was that something kinda, that was, was kind of It was one of those there. very
3: organic things where, so the very, 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 very first year of Train Jam back in 2014, there was like these four random students from some university in Chicago that signed up for Train Jam. And I ended up talking to them at some point during the jam towards the end and they were like, we just thought this was like some rinky dink thing. Like, and we signed up cause we saw tickets. And, and here we are with like this developer and that developer and this big person. And oh my gosh, and it's just been incredible. And I worked with this person. And then um, I was relaying that story to a friend of mine, John Linvey, who was just like, you know, we can embrace that and we can, we can make this a whole student ambassador thing because no. you know, we have a lot of, you know, bigger name people coming on. And this was so invaluable for these students. Let's make that a real thing. Sure. And so that just sort of organically, he took over that and he started planning it with me and, and doing the whole student ambassador program. And then a couple years of that, I think it, I think it was the Saltzman's. We sort of like mentioned it like offhandedly of like, oh, we could like, you know, I sat one night in a train car and just talked to some students and they really liked that and it was really helpful for them why don't we turn that into a thing? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's head it up. And so now yeah. the Saltsman's head that up for me every year. And they we have this whole like thing where they get these big trucker caps and they're like bright yellow and anybody who wants to be a mentor can take a trucker cap and they can write their, you know, what their specialty is or whatever. And so yeah. even if they're not in the like assigned mentorship hours, they can still be wearing the hat. And people know they can approach them. And then if you don't want to be approached, you take the hat off. That's dope. And it's just this really nice resource of seeing these people who have all this knowledge to spread to all these people on the entire train at just any moment you can talk to them because we're all like on top of each other we're all intermingling all the time and then we you know we have such extensive diversity initiatives that we have such a wide array of people coming from all over the world people who you know are coming from countries where they can't normally meet a valve representative or something now they're trapped on a train with them and (laughs) they can just be like oh your hat says valve I'm going to talk to you here's my contact it's just been this like really cool organic thing that's happened. So that's fantastic. You could be that person. You could be a mentor. Hey, be there and just talk about how, Teach to, people how to games, basically. Oh yeah. man,
0: there's a conversation there to be had for yeah. sure. That's absolutely true. Um, that's, that's super true. So yeah, true. you
3: should all, you you all of you next year.
1: Work. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it.
3: Train Jam Let's 2020. It. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be the most Let's futuristic Train Jam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Jared, I want to talk about. Train Jam as well but kind (laughs) of like from the perspective of like us having participated in it Uh as attendees um, how many many times have you done it? Just once. Just once and that was not 2018 to 2017. Yes, right. So what'd you think? Uh, I loved it
4: Um, You know, I've done a number of different game jams Uh, in Cleveland. We do game jams I've done game jams in Toronto and doing a game jam is just you know meeting all these people, but then uh, Having the added benefit of you know seeing these like beautiful, you know scenic, you know uh, just landscapes and um, with everybody being on a train you know, everybody's there, you know, with the in-person game jam, some people might go out to lunch or whatnot. And so I feel like the collaboration on train jam was just kind of like a next level. And, you know, there was also not having the internet Forces you to talk
1: with people because yeah. yes. I I have signal almost the entire ride. Just saying, <laughs> you're
3: you're one of the few people who has ever had signal on Train Jam consistently. Yeah. it's like I've seen I've seen teams change their entire design of their game because their programmer can't remember how to do a thing, and nobody can get connected to anything to look it up, and so they're just like, well, let's make a completely different game then. Right, and it's huh. the funniest stuff, and I love it because it pushes people to like be out of their comfort zone and try something new. Yeah, and like the scenery, like you mm-hmm. were saying, and it feels so cliche to say it but it's so inspiring. It's like, yeah. It makes you feel creative and just like inspired to sure. do things because you're just looking like, at all these beautiful things going by and you're like...
1: Wow, yeah. it's, it's also the most productive game jam because you can't go anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. I, no, okay, I'm, 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 I'm kind of burnt out today. I'm going to go home and we're yeah. gonna chillax. Like, and
3: that's why I very like intently will walk up and down the train like late at night and be like, hey, go to bed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know it's easy to lose track of time, but everybody go to bed. Like, don't stay up all night. I know right. you're stuck here and you just want to work.
1: Remember, GDC is right after this. Yeah. So. Well, that's
3: why normally, so normally train jam is supposed to get in the Saturday before GDC. So everybody gets Sunday to relax and then yeah. Monday GDC. DC starts unless it's this year, which again, train jam's great. It's wonderful. Not a lot of things go it. wrong normally, but we yeah. were 20 hours late this year, so we got in, rolled in Sunday yeah. afternoon. I, I took to- the longest nap of my life. <laughs> ate a dinner. I went-, went to bed and then had a meeting at 10 a.m. the next morning. Oh my
1: god! I went to bed. So normally, how it works is that like by the end of the first day, you go to bed and you're like out. You're like outside of Omaha, and you wake up and we're in Denver. First day this year, I went to bed outside of Omaha. I woke up outside of Omaha because oh. we had a huge delay.
3: Yeah, it was basically there was historic flooding in all of Nebraska. So all we right. got rerouted. I don't know if you know this, but we were coming into Omaha and then we had to sit there for we, about we eight backed hours up, right? so that they could clear out the tracks so we could back up, go yeah. onto a different track and then back into Omaha because we had to go to Omaha for crew changes. Yeah. So it was just a whole thing. Right. Two, two of the three mornings of Train Jam this year, I woke up and we were going backwards. Yeah. And I was like, great, perfect. Yeah, I, like, I we love doing? it. Um, but it
1: was cool because it inverted the timetables for everything. Yeah. So we saw like the great the salt, salt flats. flats yeah. And that was yeah, cool. Yeah, we saw
3: a whole bunch of different scenery, so it was really cool. I felt that for the people who didn't get a good look at the Rockies this year sure. because it was nighttime. Uh, but they but should just come back next year. The salt flats were incredible. Right.
1: Um, so as both indies, indie reps, what, what do you make of E3 like from that perspective, like obviously there's there's indie representation stuff. There even on the 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 big press conferences like Xbox and and, and so on. But like, what is what is your feeling here as an indie? Because like this is my first E3, so it's like I kind of was still trying to get a read on everything. But what about you guys? Um, what about you? What? What you about folks? y'all? Yeah, okay.
3: there. there we go. Use. I like this.
0: <laughs> you need that. Check us. Check each other. Yeah. Um, at yes, least, Jared,
4: go
1: first. I'll go first. <laughs> I'll take it.
4: Um, at least for me, it's really encouraging. I mean, a couple of years ago, you'd watch the press conferences and you wouldn't see any indie games. It was just all AAA. Yeah. But slowly, you know, over the years, there's been more indies, more uh, of the big companies embracing indies, supporting indies. and um, It's encouraging to see, you know, games, you know, friends of mine have worked on, you know, get representation on um, their uh, studios supporting different games, uh, things outside the norm. Uh, so it's... You know, been interesting to see that slow shift.
1: What do you think, Adriel?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've sort of noticed a similar thing. And then it's funny because I feel like we're coming... Like, there's there's like, you know, there's an ebb and flow to everything. And so, you know, at first there was no indie representation. It was just AAA, big, whoa. And then all of a sudden we started, like, having that ramp up. And then, you know, maybe three or four years ago is when it was, like, really peak. Like, here's a whole section of indies. Here's some indies on stage. Like, here's, you know... Again, friends of mine, you know, being like on the Xbox presser, like right. the Sony presser stage, and I'm like, oh, my little heart. And then like maybe last year, or the year before, it started being like, oh, here's an indie montage, you know? right, right, right. And here's here's a longer indie montage, and a little shorter indie montage, and so it's like it's weird because we have hit that. I feel like the ebb of that where we're like, okay, we we acknowledge indie exists. We're still very much supporting it, but it's not. We don't have to make a big to do about it anymore because now it's just normal. Yeah. To,
0: yeah, yeah. to
3: support indies and it's just like here's our indie montage here's maybe one or two people from the indie scene talking about whatever they're doing but it's not like this whoa yeah. like look at us we support indies and we're cool it's more of a right. of course we do this is what we do now
1: but also like you know you saw things with like uh, you know the Fin Finji back game uh, yeah. tunic like they had their they had their indie reel last year on the Microsoft booth and then they specifically showcased Tunic. Yeah. I remember like That was so cool. I messaged Dicey like <laughs> So, you like got like a specific shout out from Phil Spencer in your own reel and he was like, Yeah. That was weird. And also they didn't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Could you imagine
2: just like surprise, everybody knows you now. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. Uh, what about you, Anya?
2: Yeah, I mean I think I think the thing to keep in mind is like E three exists for Press essentially, right? Yep. Like that's what this conference is about, and I think that uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have a little bit of a controversial opinion here. Oh. Uh, Go for dang.
0: it. Our house is your house. <laughs>
2: oh no, we're all looking at though. you now. Uh, so I think the thing with E three is that I think it is unique in the sense that GDC is very indie friendly, PAX is very indie friendly. Yeah, uh, they aren't super triple friendly. And I think E3 is kind of the only conference I can really think of, at least a major conference that's very...
1: So just you're laugh laughing at, like safe harbor for a triple A. Like, I know. being bullied, bullied everywhere like, else. I'm not,
2: I'm, not, I'm not like a triple a sympathizer by any means. But I do think that it's... <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I want that to be
0: a term so bad. Just like
2: yeah. as a T-shirt that says yeah. triple A yeah. Symph- yeah. Symph- what sympathizer. What
0: about them? And this says big three A's on the back of the yeah, shirt. Yeah. It's like, what about them?
2: The triple A's are just the white man of... <laughs> Perfect. What about
1: Triple A Pride?
2: I know, I'm sorry. But I do think Oh God, I swear I'm not like an incel or like a Redville sympathizer or anything like that. I promise. hundred percent I'm not. Oh, <laughs> uh, just like I a know, your
3: opinion wasn't controversial. until <laughs> we started going down this <laughs> route and now we're all just
2: It's
1: a it's a it's so, well well way. Way. So, yeah. so
0: are we supposed to like milkshake? Triple <laughs> A's <AAA in
2: that?
0: laughs> <laughs> Just throw milkshakes at them.
2: No more ducks. just I am so sorry. Ah. <laughs> oh, oh god. No, but I think it's important. I think it's totally fine to have a conference that's like very triple A centric, because I also think it actually makes the indies a little bit more special. Yeah. In a way, like. The heart and soul of this conference really is the indies. It's not the AAA. The AAA is like what brings in the money, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's great and it's fun, and you can have you know these like statues everywhere and these just like really absurd booths that are just like way too big for their own good." But like the games that people really talk about, at least within us in our community, are the indies that come out of that, right? Like yeah. I go to Xbox and I'm gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, Starcross was there. That's so cool. Tunic was there. Like those are the games that resonate with me a hell of a lot more than a lot of these AAA games." One
0: of the con- oh
4: oh and I guess one thing to kind of you know bounce off of that that's interesting that I've seen more you know happen recently is um, just the shift between indie and AAA where a lot of my indie friends you know have you know worked indie built up their companies and then work for AAA or you know AAA f- you know, friends you know will you know, go indie, and so there's, you know, there's more of a kind of exchange um, going yeah. on between the, the two sides, the yeah. duality. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think those lines are being pretty blurred, right? Like, I, I think even just the word indie, it's not, it's not it, oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just a term. It doesn't mean anything. Well, it's
3: one of those things that always sort of annoys me when you go to a game store where it's like genres, where it's like action, adventure, puzzle, indie. Right. And it's like, but... That that encompasses so much sure. now, and right. like, what does indie mean? Like now, Bungie is indie. Right. They don't have a publisher. Is Bungie indie? Technically, yes, by definition. Yeah. So and it was there's
2: Double Fine, but were they really?
3: Yeah. And so it's right. just this, it's this weird thing where it's like there's such a there's no yeah there is no real clear delineation of what that means anymore. Is indie like somebody in their you know basement working on something really artsy and cool that's never going to sell a dollar you know whatever, or is indie, you know, somebody with Fifty people working with them, making this really beautiful Unreal yeah. Engine game, self-funded it's, somehow. You it's, know, it's, it
0: still feels like there's this really uh, interesting difference in the way that consumers think about it, and the way that we all think about indie. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like because there's this like still connotation that's like India's is kind of you're broke, like you don't have enough money to do the things you yeah. need to do. You know, these other people have enough money to do what they need to do but in our circles it is that right it's like we know that that runs a huge gamut of so many different kinds of things right Um, but shouldn't
2: it it just be sorry no 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 totally go I mean I just feel like the labels that we put on things like at the end of the day a good game is a good game it doesn't matter where it comes from and I think that's sometimes that's where I get a little bit frustrated with the video games industry is yep. it's like, you know, a good game is a good game. It doesn't matter where it came, where it comes from. Right. And yet there's this weird thing where it's like, Oh, well, but it was that studio. Yeah. Right. I don't like that. I'm right. Like, but does it really matter? Like so straight. I just, I don't know. It yeah. kind of drives me a little bit. I mean, it's a hard
0: point. thing, right? We, we, yeah. we, there's always that interesting Perspective from the folks who are not in the industry yeah. right where they're still trying to figure out like how to name things for themselves yeah. And how they right. want right. to you know how they come to it is, is yeah. like,
3: And it's natural for like people to cling to terms to try and figure out what box to put it in for a thing that they're unfamiliar yeah. with It's That's like true. oh, I don't understand indie games uh, right. Let me let me just cling to these terms that I I've heard of before and I understand to some extent and yeah that's sort of where that happens from the outside perspective for us we're so in it we're like oh indie is this and not this and definitely this but not this whereas outside it's like oh indie I get it small little tiny game
1: right there It'll it definitely be, like, debated for the end of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's, there's like,
3: five conversations that the games industry has every single year. What and are this they? Our Games Art. What, what is indie? Our oh. Games Art.
2: Uh, <laughs> Don't get me started on the Our Games Art. I will uh. rant. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do games cause violence? Right. Uh, what's, right. What's the other
4: one? Loot boxes. Mm. Loot boxes. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. So it's, we just cycle through them every year, and the conversations get more and more refined, and someday we will just be old and not care
1: anymore. Yeah. And then it'll be a battle royale <laughs> to the death of uh, which which topic wins out. Uh, we all lose. Yeah. yeah. Nobody <laughs> wins that game. Nobody you should win. just
2: have a wheel, like a topic wheel, and just spin it, and that's what you have to talk about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Next E3. Wow. That's what we're we going to do. That's actually Next pretty E3. good. There's there's a, that was really
2: good. Yeah. This is only marginally related, but there's a restaurant I
3: like in Seattle, and they have a wheel that you get to spin every hour during happy hour, and it chooses what drink it's is the happy Ooh. hour special for that half? Like for every half hour, they do it for like four right. or five hours, that's and it's dope. really fun to just be like, and then everybody like stops and watches. Yeah. Oh, that's is there so
1: anything, awesome like ridiculously expensive on there. It's like I
3: don't know. I don't drink, so I don't actually yeah. know any of the things that are up there. But it's sure. really fun to watch everybody get really excited about this wheel every <laughs> half hour. <Right. laughs> and it's a really good restaurant, and the pasta is really good. Oh, okay.
1: yeah. all right.
3: What's the name of it? Uh, yeah, rep. It's okay. Uh, there's like some numbers and stuff. I don't know.
1: We'll f- we'll find out, West. Yeah. Sharoop. Um, Jared, let's talk about indie scenes. Let's talk about game dev scenes. Like yeah. you said, you're in Cleveland. You're in yep. the Cleveland area. Uh, what's what's the scene like over there? So it's a really small
4: scene um, as far as, you know, what people would consider, like, you know, indies. But... Um you know indies that have their games on Steam and things like that, but it's been really growing recently. Yeah, um, we have a group called the Cleveland Game Developers. I happen to be wearing the shirt right nice. now, and nice it's our local. Thank you. Uh, it's our local group, so we do meetups, we do game jams, we do workshops, and it's really just about teaching anyone from kids, adults, seniors, just anyone uh, who's interested in making games. And sure. So uh, the group's been around for 15 years. I've been a member wow. for about 10, and organizer oh, wow. for about um, five.
1: So what's That's that like? Cool. Like I mean, i I participate in like the the game dev scene, help out in Richmond, Virginia, but like mm-hmm. you know, what is there like? Is there a local flavor to like what the Cleveland scene is like? Is there like people that gravitate towards specific projects? Um,
4: we're I mean, I guess one of the things that you know a lot of people are involved in are their are game jams. So uh, last year we had I think 87 people at our global game jam site, which was just amazing to see that many people um you know we've had people drive into our game jams from pittsburgh from you know southern ohio and so uh, a lot of those game jam games that people you know who maybe haven't made games or haven't felt comfortable will really get encouraged and then kind of take their projects from there cool um the other thing that's you know Kind of a recurring theme is you know somebody will move to cleveland and assume oh there's no game industry or, or people working yeah. on games and they'll find the group and they'll be s- super stoked to find other people you know who are working on games and so uh we get a lot of talent from you know people moving back to cleveland or you know recent graduates and the scene's really been growing so you know recently you know there is a game bomb fest that released on um, right. you know all consoles um you know uh sentinels of the multiverses um you know a really big game um that was uh designed in cleveland the mobile version and so there's a lot of really exciting projects and you know the group's really picking up steam and and just kind of growing cool
2: there's also a huge board game community in the midwest yes yeah yeah Um, there's origins is happening this weekend um i think it's in a, it's in ohio i don't know if i it's think in, it's in columbus is it in columbus yeah. yeah so there's columbus there's a origins of columbus and then the biggest one is gen con in indianapolis yeah there's a huge 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 board game community in the midwest yeah it's cool
4: yeah we actually have uh, a cousin group in cleveland called the ultimate team up and they're a board gizame uh,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> yeah
4: it's a, g- board gazaims. Gazaims. It's a
2: board.
3: new type of game <laughs> it's a
4: gazaim, board gazaim. Game design uh group uh in Cleveland. And they you know, work on board games. They've had a number of projects um, that have been produced, a couple on Kickstarter. Yep. So it's really cool to, to watch those. And they participate in the game jams as well.
0: Cool. We see that the indie space is really, really vast. Lots of different kinds of games in the space right now. Is there something that you feel is not being hit yet? Or a topic or a kind of game that you haven't seen yet that you're like, I want this to be the thing that I see next?
3: So I I know this is something I think a lot of people can relate to but I'm really bored of shooting things. Yep. Um, yes. like there was there was a and I know Harmonics isn't indie, well they kind of are cuz they have no publisher. But anyway, there was a Harmonics game really, or announced a couple months ago where it was like it was a VR game where it was like music but you shoot it. Yeah. And I'm just like Come on, like, is there, can, can we? Like, I, I love my shooting games. I will. I yeah. play a lot of Destiny. I have played a lot of Apex. I will. I love hyper violent things. Like, I, I'm sure. not like against the shooting and the violence, but I'm so bored of it as a as a thing. And I
0: had that this year too during the press conferences. Yeah,
3: and it's just like it's so much. And you know, I think indie games do a really good job of exploring that more than AAA does. Yeah. But I feel like we've only just. Briefly scratch the surface, and even like to go one step further, just non-violent games at all. Right. Sure. like something like Ooblets and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I just I want to explore that space more. The gardens not, between, yeah. Oh, the gardens between look good. There's um, what was that game that was on the Xbox briefing that looked amazing?
0: Twelve minutes. Wayfair. Way.
3: Fair, way f- oh, spirit. Of, spirit spirit, spirit fair. fairer. Spirit. Spirit
0: fairer. We literally just talked about yeah, it. We just talked about it. I think it. It. it's
3: called Spirit Fairer, but yeah. it's just like these like beautiful games that don't focus on violence that still tell a story sure. and are still entertaining and this that and the other thing. Like I feel like we're just like. We're only just sort of there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm sick of shooting things. Same. I've got Fair. enough shooty games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Jared, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Um, just different kinds of relationships. Uh, yeah. I just finished Ooh. a game called uh, A Plague Tale: Innocence. Yeah. Uh, it's set in 14th century France. Yeah. And you're this young woman who's like 16 and. Protecting your five-year-old brother um, and trying to survive the plague. Your parents have been taken by the Inquisition, and just seeing that relationship between you know an older sister and a brother, and she's trying to figure out how to navigate the world and explain things to her younger brother was just something you don't really see in games. And you know, yeah. um, you know, mother-daughter relationships, you know, relationships between partners, just different types of relationships. I, I would just love to see more of that in games, and you know, more representation there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anya.
2: Um, I, uh, I know there is a technical term for this, but I can't remember what it is. Sure. Um, so I'm just going to call it normcore. Um, but games like Gone Home. Yeah. Where it's sort of like, it's sort of a puzzle game, but it's, it's really just a story being told. And it's very deep and complex just through very simplistic gameplay. Um, I really, really, I loved. I played Gone Home recently, um, or I guess last year, and just was like, oh, this is incredible. Was that your first time playing? That it was my last first year? time playing it. Wow. I know, I know. That's nice game. That's super good. <laughs> no pun intended. Like, you <laughs> <laughs> no wait to the Gizane.
1: <sighs> Let me just moonwalk <laughs> out of here in
2: embarrassment. Excuse me, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I love. I, I really just kind of. There's something about it that really captured it to me. I think also because like I'm a child of the '90s yeah. and all of the like feminist music that was coming out of that game, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this was like this was me. This really represented me when I was that age." So yeah, there's yeah. something really cool about that. There's actually a game here at the Indiecade booth. Um, I don't remember the name of it, uh, but it basically is an homage to like the early 2000s internet, Interesting. and it simulates what that internet would look like. Ooh, yeah. So it's like GeoCities pages and like my space and stuff like that and so i I love this sort of exploration of childhood through games in a way that's like a little bit different rather than just like you're a child and you have a ball and you bounce it like yeah
0: (laughs) how many god how many songs did i try to download in the 2000s
2: oh i know (laughs) clogging
0: up my my house internet my house phone
2: how much money do i owe metallica oh no doubt no doubt right
3: (laughs) i have this very vivid memory of when right when the very first Harry Potter movie was coming out yeah. to theaters and I was having a sleepover with a friend of mine who was like also obsessed with Harry Potter yeah. and so we got onto my dial-up internet and we found an, a, like, a, an illegal version of Harry Potter from the movie theater that we could download. We let it download all night and it was like we had like a half a second clip and I was
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> the house is amazing. <laughs> What's your house?
3: Um, I've never taken the sorting quiz but oh, I don't geez. know I imagine I'd probably be somewhere in Ravenclaw yeah. if I had to like self-diagnose
2: what yeah, house yeah, I'm yeah. in yeah, what yeah. Are, I, now I'm curious houses you all have I've, not, you
4: houses. Houses.
0: I've, I've not watched I, a Harry I, Potter movie yeah. not yet
4: I've seen like one and three quarters Harry Potter okay. movie I'm, I'm
0: a Gryffindor
3: yeah, that checks out. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> I, that also checks what, out. What are
0: the What are the main traits for the houses? Slytherin's so, bad.
3: No, That's not so bad? it's like not Slytherin, oh, bad. Slytherins out. are cunning and sort of like mischievous bad. in a way, like very, bad. very just sort of like. hmm no. Whereas Gryffindors are meant to be like brave and powerful and, and stand up for people. Ravenclaws are like the studious sort of okay. the thinking about riddles and stuff. Hufflepuff
1: is like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hufflepuff is miscellaneous. Yeah. If, if you're not
3: one of those three, it's you're like a D, Hufflepuff. It's like D?
1: Yeah. all
0: the above? Yeah. Or, yeah. or none of the above? Yeah. Catch all. That's yeah. funny. Also,
3: okay. this is a total aside, but I remember sure. the name total. of that restaurant now. What was it? It was Vaughn's 1000. Like, Vons 1000, like, spirits or something, or Vaughn's 1000.
1: Vaughn's 1000 Gazames.
3: Yeah. Anyway, they cool. have like sourdough pasta. It's dope. What? Ooh.
1: Wow. Stop. Cool. Have the to check that wheel. out. And the spinning wheel. Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay. That's we cool. can go back to talking about Gryffindors. Is, and is the sourdough pasta on the spinning no, wheel? No,
3: it's only <laughs> drinks. <I'm just> <laughs> oh that means I would. Oh man, that'd be so good.
0: Quick question about E3. So the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: don't want to talk about <laughs> pasta what? in Seattle? I
0: would much rather talk about pasta in Seattle <laughs> than talk about video games. in the case. And I just got real hungry, so I'm trying yeah. to.
2: Yeah, so I don't stay hungry. Cat.
0: So I don't stay hungry. Oh, I can talk about pasta all day. Oh, what? Favorite pasta? I made, z- I made yeah. zucchini pasta. One of,
3: one of my other favorite pastas is also from Seattle. There's uh. a place that has a really good truffle gnocchi.
0: Oh, see? No, uh. see, can, no right. we, we can't all hang because right. that's bad business because so I, mm-hmm. I want all that. I want all of it. Come
2: to Seattle with me. Let's I'm, just go to Seattle.
0: We'll just go get pizza, <laughs> pasta.
2: If only there <laughs> so was a conference so that was, that was happening yeah. over Memorial Day weekend. Oh, oh, There's a
0: reason to go to Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be continued. That's going to be a thing. Um... I totally lost my question. Um, Pasta. No, no. It was (laughs) not pasta. It was not pasta. So, E3. Stop it. There's no good pizza. Yo. Yo Yo on Froyo. We all got
3: Froyo before coming
0: here. I know. That's why we're so busy. We were trying to figure it out. Um, I want all these things. Um, The conversation around E3 has been about how it's shrinking. And how um. everyone's kind of moving off the show.
1: E3's uh, indie now. E3. I don't know if you heard.
0: Oh.
3: <laughs> indie <three>? 3?
0: <It>, no. <laughs> I remember that. So that was indeed. a good thing. I thought that thing was dope when they did it. Anyway. Um, what, are your, your thoughts about, <laughs> what are your thoughts about the show kind of shrinking and changing from what we knew it was before? <laughs> <laughs> he just
2: threw me off. So I think the thing to keep in mind is that this is not uh, E3 is not the only show experiencing sure. this. G- GDC has been experiencing this. PAX has experienced this. Mm. Um, maybe not to the degree that E3 has, and I think it's more a reflection on the industry rather than E3 as a conference. Ah, okay. Um, and I think it's a it's a question of like there's so much money that gets thrown into these things to, to sort of what return? Like, what are you actually getting back in return for having these giant statues and these, yeah. you know, a climbing wall, which is great. And and like, if you have the money and it's not a problem, that, that's fine. But what are, you, what are you actually doing? What's sort of the intent here? Yeah. And so I think it's actually a good thing because I think that people are being a little bit more mindful on like, maybe we don't need to do these big events and we need to like, we can actually manage our community a little bit more on a site that's off-site and really kind of like the people that are truly our fans that aren't just here to kind of like maybe break our computers steal our stuff and just ask for free things they're going to be much more excited and they're going to be much more willing like engaged community members and customers essentially in the long run yeah
1: Yeah. i'm curious if, if sony's gonna what they're gonna do I mean, I'm sure they have years. a
0: huge plan because they have lots of stuff coming and they have things that are going to be displayed. might even be so. like
3: focusing more on their PSX event and right. just making that into a big thing. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how much of this is like gamers seem to want content updates all the time now. Right, like, Constant content updates. And so we're no longer in this sort of era where once a year we can have this whole big to-do and everybody will be satisfied because yep. like there's barely a thing that I feel like came out of any of these press conferences that was like new, exciting, whoa, sure. like everything was, you know, announced a couple months ago. There's always this sort of constant drip into the media of like, here's here's what's coming out, here's what we're working on, here's where the trends are, and it just sort of like is constant throughout the year, and yeah. there's no longer a need for something like E3 where it is just like, boom, here's all the things, okay, we're over, we'll see you next year. It's, it's Everybody's too impatient for E3
2: now.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point.
4: And I think, you know, Nintendo is a good example. I mean, what they pulled out of E3 three, four years ago, and everybody was kind of a little bit, you know, surprised by that. But they've kind of mastered the direct thing, like what you said, Adriel, where, you know, there's what? six eight you know nintendo directs every couple you know months you know they have a six or eight throughout a year and it's just this you know little stream of um announcements rather than a giant announcement once a year yeah so i wouldn't be surprised to see you know more companies kind of you know follow suit
1: yeah i agree anything else yet Khalif? anything on here pasta pasta just pasta, pasta. i want pasta, pasta.
3: Let's all go to Seattle and get some pasta. Stop they playing. don't have I'm, pasta in Los Angeles. No, and they don't, they don't have pizza here either. Yeah. They don't have oh a spinny wheel. And they don't have the spinny wheel. We need this. We need to go to Seattle. All
0: right, everybody. We're going to go West. We're we're all really in back together. Yep. And we're
3: going to Vons 1000, getting some pasta, spinning the wheel. Let's do it.
0: So Playing excited. Some so it has that. been DeCrizzy. I
3: I ate there three times last Pax West. Did you
0: really? Wow.
3: Impressive. All right. And we're all good. Are they
0: going to have like a booth just for you now? I did eat at
3: the same booth two of those nights. It's mine now. Oh, my god! Well, I
0: think
1: that's a good place to wrap it up. Just <laughs> <laughs> say you, Spin it around the fork,
0: as we let's say. Let's put yes. some sauce yes. on it
2: and call it a night. Yes.
0: Okay. You're Perfect. welcome for
2: the free advertising,
3: Vons 1000. Yeah, <laughs> and what, is, yeah what up with Please that, Vons? give me free pasta.
1: Sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, let's go down the line to see where uh, people can find you. Anya, where can people find you?
2: Hi, you can find me on the internet. <laughs> 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 my Twitter is A-N-Y-A-Y-N-A. Um, that's more games related stuff and then my Instagram is at Anya Combs Her Hair that's more music stuff
1: sure yes saxophonist I play
2: the saxophone I have a saxophone tattoo oh that's dope (laughs) yeah there we go I see it now that's super dope (laughs) Adriel.
3: Um, I'm also on the internet Um, I'm most places as Miss Minotaur that's M-S-M-I-N-O-T-A-U-R I I got real good at spelling Minotaur over the years that's That's very good Um, yeah Twitter I barely am on anymore Instagram I post a lot of pictures of other people's animals and oh, and then Train Jam. This is an important one because that actually has an internet <laughs> presence. Yes. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Indie Train Jam, and then you can also find any information about Train Jam Twenty Twenty at trainjam.com. But most mostly, we do a lot of the the information output on Twitter, so that's at Indie Train Jam.
1: Awesome. Jared.
4: I am at Jared Huntley, and Jared is spelled J-A-R-R-Y-D, and Huntley, H-U-N-T-L-E-Y. And then uh, the Cleveland game developers at Klee Game Devs, and that's where, you know, you can hear about a lot of the games coming out of Cleveland.
1: Awesome.
0: Dylan. Khalif, Dylan, this is the end of our video content. Video content. our video... Thingies that we've been doing yeah. for the past two or three <laughs> Video days. Video thingies. Video thingies. I mean, it's, it's almost, almost it's been a long day. Okay. It, yeah, I can't think. My brain doesn't work. Gizames is now a thing. You, in need, my some head. Pasta. you need pasta. Yeah. Yo, yo, carbs pasta time. Mad carbs, son. Carb down. Um, <laughs> but I want to thank everybody who's come through. All of our guests who have been a part of all of our coverage for E3 this year. I have to give a huge shout out to you, Dylan, for being my co-host, being my co-captain on this this whole wonderful thing. My man Shola behind the cam. my man Evan behind the cam, doing all that wonderful stuff, helping this all out, making it fantastic. Shout out to the E3s and all the ESAs and all those folks for putting us in a wonderful booth that you can see behind us right here. And definitely to all of you at home in Chicago and Warcast Land for checking out all the content that we have for you at E3 for this year. We hope to do this again next year. It will be really, really cool. Absolutely. Hopefully I won't sweat. And it will be amazing. No promises. Because my body can't take it. I have no water left in my soul. (laughs) So thank you all so much for coming and hanging out with us. Make sure you're checking out all the content on our podcast platforms. And we'll see you soon.
2: Thank you, guys. Bye.
0: Spawn on Me podcast can be found every Tuesday on all podcast platforms and Portland Radio at xray.fm at 107.1 slash 91.1. You can find us live every Thursday on twitch.tv slash spawn on me. If you want to reach out to us on the show, you can hit us up on our site, spawn on where you can find all our social media information about our Twitter, Instagram and everything else. Alongside our contact page, if you want to reach out and shoot us a message or a business inquiry. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for listening every week. And we say peace.